الحمد لله حمدا كثيرا طيبا مباركا فيه كما يحب ربنا ويرضى أشهد أن لا إله إلا الله وحده لا شريك له وأشهد أن محمدا عبده ورسوله الناصح الأمين اللهم صل على نبينا محمد وعلى آله وصحبه أجمعين ومن تمسك بسنته إلى يوم الدين ثم أما بعد يا عباد الله بلا شك وبلا ريب we have to preserve our fast from those things that will have a bad effect upon it and from the most major of things which will have an ill effect upon our fast then undoubtedly it will be from the slips and the crimes of the tongue it is important to no one to realize as Imam al-Nawawi rahimahullahu ta'ala he mentions i'lam annahu yanbaghi li kulli mukallaf and yahfadha lisana he said and know that it is obligatory or and know that it is befitting annahu yanbaghi it is a must for every mukallaf for everyone who is responsible for everyone who is being held responsible for their deeds everyone who is held responsible for what they do and for what they say and yahfadha lisanahu an jami' al-kalam that they should preserve their tongue from all speech that this should be the default the default is not just to speak and to utter whatever an individual wants to utter from statements and the like but rather that they are quiet this should be the default illa kalaman except for speech illa kalaman dhaharat fihi al-maslaha except for speech that it becomes clear that it has therein a benefit. So in other words, we should be quiet unless we are sure that there is speech that has in it that which is beneficial. Naam? That we should be quiet unless we have speech, unless we're going to say something that we are certain it is going to be beneficial. But when this speech has become even, has become equal, where saying it and leaving it is the same, we are not sure of the maslaha, we are not sure of the benefit, we are not sure of the benefit, Naam, whether it's beneficial or it's not beneficial. So when it becomes the same in our estimate, in our estimation, on beneficial or not beneficial, yani so on and so forth, then it is from the sunnah that we withhold. It is from the sunnah that we withhold. We don't say anything. Because of the fact that it is very likely or is proper or is possible and probable that the speech that with them within itself is not problematic could turn into speech that is within itself haram or that which is disliked that which is makruh naam 
وَذَلِكَ كَثِيرٌ فِي الْعَادَةِ And this is a lot. This is a lot, yani, as it comes <clears throat> in everyday speech. This is a lot as happens customarily. وَالسَّلَامَةَ لَا يَعْدِلُهَا شَيْءٍ And being safe, there is nothing that comes equal to it. It's not nothing comparable to it. In other words, it's better to be safe than sorry. Um, we know this, this, this statement, this phrase, this saying, that it's better to be safe than sorry. If we are of the at the point where we're not sure whether this speech will be something of benefit or maybe nothing of benefit, we're not sure, then we should be quiet. Why? Because it's easy to say something which is not beneficial, that with and within itself it is not haram, and it could lead to something that is haram. It can lead to something that is makruh, as commonly happens. Naam, as commonly happens. The Prophet wasallam, so that we understand that the origin and the default is that we are to be quiet unless there's going to emanate something from us of benefit. If there's going to emanate something from us of benefit, then we speak. Then we have something to say. If not, then it's better for us to be quiet and to remain silent. Where do we get this understanding that the default is to be quiet unless you have something good to say? There comes a hadith that is mutafiqun alayhi. عن النبي صلى الله عليه وسلم أنه قال ومن حديث أبي هريرة رضي الله تعالى عنه قال النبي صلى الله عليه وسلم من كان يؤمن بالله واليوم الآخر فليقل خيرا أو ليصمت The Prophet صلى الله عليه وسلم he said whoever believes in Allah but translated it means يعني whoever believes in Allah in the last day then let him then let him uh, say what is good, let him speak what is good, or he should remain quiet. Whoever believes in Allah in the last day, then let him say that which is good or remain silent. Naam. So if we're going to speak, then we should speak with that which is good. And if not, then we should remain silent. Now, this is all the time. This is throughout the course of the year. This is in every month, Naam. But in particular, when we are fasting, specifically when we are fasting, we have to employ these measures in order to safeguard ourselves, in order to safeguard our fast, Naam. Imam al Nawi, he made it very clear as relates to the speech that if we're going to speak, if we're going to take it upon ourselves to say something, then we have to make sure that there is a benefit in it. And if there's no benefit, then we should be quiet. And if we and if we are confused about his benefit, then we should be quiet. Naam? Then we should be quiet. Uh, Sheikh Raslan, ta'ala, he mentions in commenting on the last hadith, or commenting on the hadith that was aforementioned, that whoever believes in Allah in the last day, then let him speak good or be quiet. The Sheikh, he mentions, he says, هذا الحديث صريح he said this hadith is clear, is very clear. He said that this is very clear, very explicit in the fact that it is not a must that anything should be said except speech that is good. Except speech that is good. So if it is good, it has any benefit, then we should speak. We should speak with it. If it has therein no benefit, 
and it doesn't and it's not going to result in that which is beneficial then we should be quiet what is in speech which is good it is that speech which it becomes clear that is going to be beneficial that is going to be beneficial that this speech is good with them within itself and that it leads to that which is also beneficial so a person can't come and say, but I just spoke the truth. I just spoke the truth. Yes, but if you spoke the truth in, in a manner in which that it had bad consequences, then you shouldn't say it. This is not beneficial. Naam. You should withhold from saying that. Naam. And if a person becomes confused, they have doubt as relates to whether or not this speech is beneficial, then it is not for them to speak. Then they should be quiet. Naam. This is of tremendous importance, especially when fasting. The Prophet wasallam he cautioned us. He cautioned us from the misuse of our tongues while we are fasting. The Prophet wasallam he said in a hadith that has come from the hadith of Abu Hurairah, and is that which has been collected by Imam al-Bukhari The Prophet said The Prophet said what means Whoever does not leave off false speech whoever does not leave off false speech and actions in accordance to it then Allah is in no need that they leave off their food and drink then Allah is in no need they leave off their food and drink Naam. so it is a must as we see here from this hadith in particular when we're fasting that if an individual truly wants to benefit from their fast then they have to keep their tongues clear clean free from that which will damage the fast from that which will earn that person sin at a time when it should be increasing in good decreasing in evil now the prophet sallallahu alaihi wasallam he made it very clear made it very clear as the Prophet sallallahu alaihi wasallam, he mentioned, "إذا كان يوم الصوم أحدكم that if it is the day that one of you is fasting, فلا يرفض, then he should not يرفض." Now, what is the meaning of this? The ulama they mention, "الرفض," then this is هو ذكر الجماع والمقدمات الجماع عند النساء خاصة. نعم. As relates to يعني, uh, women and what is connected to women, then a rafaf is that a man, he would mention anything about intercourse or rather what is mentioned يعني, is referring to intercourse or those things that will lead to intercourse. Muqaddimat, those things that will lead to intercourse and so on and so forth. Then they are to avoid this. Naam, they are to avoid this. They are to avoid anything that can ultimately lead to intercourse. Naam. And this is why for the young man who was fasting, that it is not advised for him 
to kiss his wives. Whereas for the older man, then it is okay for them to kiss their wives. Why? Because the older man has more restraint as relates to these uh, affair, as opposed to the young man who has less restraint as relates to these affairs. Then an individual is to avoid he is to avoid anything that could lead to intercourse while they are fasting or while she is fasting. She is to avoid anything that will lead to intercourse. So the Prophet وسلم, he said, then there is nothing that should be done that could lead to intercourse. And there should be no yelling and no shouting. No yelling and no shouting. But so there should be nothing from speech which is unbefitting nor that which could lead ultimately to intercourse Naam. and there should be no shouting no shouting no yelling and shouting and screaming and so on and so forth and arguing in this type of fashion because that will have, that will Ill affect the fast for in so if a person then tries to verbally abuse the one who is fasting or they try to physically accost the one who is fasting then he should say he should say verily I am fasting verily I am fasting Naam. the ulama they mention that an individual he should say this to themselves reminding themselves I'm fasting I'm fasting also it is okay that they say it in a voice which is audible so it could be heard by the aggressor or that they say it directly to the one who is coming with the aggression. I am fasting. I am fasting. Why? Because this is an indication one when he says it to, them, to himself that he's reminding himself I'm fasting so I need to exhibit more self-control. Do not respond. Do not engage. I'm fasting. So he reminds himself or she reminds herself. And, 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 and when you say it to the individual who is coming with this aggression, then it is an indication to them that, listen, it is not due to inability. It is not due to inability yani, that I, yani, for me to respond. It is not due to inability for me to meet your aggression with aggression or maybe even overpower you in aggression. It is not due to inability. It's because I'm fasting. So this is an indication. This is what? This is a warning. This is a warning for the aggressor. Listen, stop. I am fasting. It's not because I can't respond because I could respond. It is not because I can't react because I could react. It is not because I'm incapable of engaging because I could engage. But rather, I'm fasting. I'm fasting. So stop it. Naam. It is incumbent that we exhibit extreme self-control, especially while fasting. Naam. Because this self-control is all the time. It's not just while we're fasting, but it's all the time throughout the year. But in particularly and especially when we are fasting, we have to exhibit self-control. Self-control over our tongue, self-control over our limbs. Naam. We can't just be doing and saying anything but rather we should have self-control to make sure what we do is good, what we say is good, all, all throughout the year. But especially, but especially while we are fasting. While we are fasting. And the reason 
is very clear is that what? We want to benefit from our fast. We don't want to get in trouble with our Lord. We don't want to make ourselves subject to being punished. But rather we want to put ourselves in a position where we can be rewarded. Put ourselves in a, in a good position. Position ourselves for khair. Not expose ourselves to potential harm. Now, so a person who is fasting, they're leaving alone their food and their drink. Now, from the true fajr into maghrib. Now, they're putting forth effort. They're putting forth work. So you want to be rewarded for it. Now, just like a person, when you, when you go to work and you put in your hours of work, you want to be paid for the time that you've put in. Naam, you want to be paid for the time that you have put in. You don't go to work for free. You don't go to work for free, but you go to work and you do that job because they pay you. So you want to be paid at the end of the affair. So likewise, when you fast an individual, they want to be rewarded for their fast. The Prophet Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam, he explained to us that there are things that could adversely affect the individual's fast. The Prophet Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam, he said, Rubba Sa'im, that an individual who fasts, they, he or she will have nothing from their fast except for hunger. That he or she will have nothing from their fast except for hunger. Why? Because they did not control their tongue. Because they, they, they did not control their limbs. Because they, they did not control their eyes. Now, I'm so on and so forth. They did not control what goes into their ears. So they were still listening to music. They were still looking at things that were haram. They were still speaking in all types of filthy and nasty and despicable speech. They were still yani, doing nasty and despicable things. So on and so forth. So they fast, they fast, they fast. And all they get from their fast is hunger. That's it. Now, the Prophet Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam, he made it very clear here in his hadith that an individual can fast and they get nothing from their fast except for hunger. That's it. Why? Because they were reckless with their tongue. They were reckless with their limbs. The Prophet Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam, he said that when a person is fasting, la yarufuf. Now, there is no lewdness. There is no... Yani, whether that lewdness is in speech or is in action, there is no shouting, and so on and so forth. Now, you ought to control yourself when you're fasting, even more so than you ordinarily should be controlling yourself. And from that, and from that, which an individual, which we have to control ourselves as relates to it, then verily, undoubtedly, definitely, it is the honor of the Muslims. Now, it is the honor and the reputation of the Muslims. We have to safeguard that which is sacred. So we should not be utilizing our tongues to infringe upon the honor of the Muslims. This is all year. This is all year. Okay. But how much more so, especially while we're fasting? The Prophet Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam, he said in a hadith, a hadith that is collected by Muslim, in hadith Abi Hurairah, radiyallahu ta'ala anhu, Kullul Muslim, alal Muslim haram. All of the Muslim is haram for the Muslim. All of the Muslim upon the Muslim is haram. Demuhu wa irduhu wa malu. His blood, his honor, reputation, and his money. Is haram 
Naam is haram. And I, and, I, and, I, and I really want you to understand this. And I want everyone to understand this. That a Muslim's honor is haram. Just like his money is haram. Just like his blood is haram. But, so if there's a Muslim brother or a Muslim sister. Naam. If, yani, if you going inside of their pockets or their purse and stealing something. If that is out of the question. Then likewise out of the question should be you backbiting them. Because they're both just as haram. Naam? Or they're both just as sacred. They're both just as sacred. Naam? So you won't steal their money, but then you but then you talk about them. You won't steal his money, but then you lie about him. You won't steal his money, but then you slander him. You won't steal her money, but then you slander her. You won't steal her money, but then you you backbite her. You won't steal her money, but then you talk bad about her. You, you understand? The same way, the same way we want to fringe physically upon the Muslim, then likewise we should not infringe and 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 violate their honor so it is incumbent that we do not become of individuals who are accustomed to backbiting period now but especially while fasting especially while fasting do not backbite the muslims do not backbite the muslims now now a person they may come they may say well you know what is what is backbiting i don't know what is backbiting what you mean backbiting right the prophet sallallahu alaihi wasallam he said to the Sahaba one day, he said, Atadruna mal He said, Do you know what is backbiting? Qalu, Allahu wa Rasuluhu a'lam. They said, Allah and His Messenger know best. Naam, this hadith akhrajahu Muslim, min hadith Abi Hurairah, radiallahu ta'ala anhu. When the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, he said, Do you know what is backbiting? And they said, Allah and His Messenger know best. Faqalu, Nabi sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, Dhikruka akhaq bima yakraha. It is to mention your brother with that which he does not like. It is to mention your brother with that which he does not like. Naam. Qeel, it was said, Afara'ayta in kana fi akhi ma aqul? He said, He said, What about if it is in my brother? Yani, what I'm saying, meaning, What about if what I'm saying about my brother is true? What about is true what I'm saying about him? Naam. Faqala Nabi sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, In kana fihi ma taqul? Faqadigu tabta. He said, If it is in him, if it's true about him what you're saying, basically, then you have backbit him. And if it is not true about him what you are saying, then you have slandered him. Then you have slandered him. So basically, it's not about, well, it's true. It's true what I'm saying. No, if your brother or your sister will not like being mentioned in those terms or not like those things being mentioned about them or not like being spoken about in that manner, then to speak about them in said manner is to backbite them. It's haram. It will have an ill effect upon your fast. It will have ill effect upon you because this backbiting is a major sin. Backbiting is not a minor sin. No, it's not a sagheer or misagheer. It's not a, a little sin from, this, from the minor sins. No, it is from the major sins. It's from the kabair. It is from the major sins. Naam. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala inside this noble book in Surah Hujarat in, in an ayah that many are familiar with, many have memorized, Naam, many have heard yani, many, many times. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, he says, Ya ayyuhalladheena amanu jitanibu kathiran min al-dhan O you who believe, stay away from much suspicion. Because some suspicion is sin. Naam. 
wala tajassasu wala tajassasu and do not spy upon one another naam do not spy because this is yeah and if you look the suspicion leads to what spying because now a person wants to yeah and he substantiate their suspicion they want to see is it true or is it not so they go to spying they resort to spying so Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala he says do not spy do not spy wala tajassasu and do not spy wala yag wala and do not backbite one another do not spy and do not backbite one another Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala he says ayuhibbu ahadukum an ya'kula lahma akhihi maytan fakarihtumuh does one of you love to eat the dead flesh of your brother does one of you love to eat the dead flesh of your brother listen we're talking about riba allah ta'ala says wala yaghtab ba'dukum ba'da do not backbite one another طيب. and then allah ta'ala he likens backbiting one another to what to cannibalism do one of you love to eat the dead flesh of his brother to cannibalism naam and cannibalism is what is haram it's haram it's a major sin it's not a minor sin it's a major sin naam طيب. so because riba has been yani uh, associated with a major sin do we understand because they are similar in their nature that they is both they're both they're both major sins backbiting is a major sin just like eating the dead flesh of your brother cannibalism is a major sin naam would one of you like to eat the dead flesh of his brother naam of which you would detest what taqullah then fear allah then fear allah subhanahu wa ta'ala Inna Allah tawwabun rahim because Allah Ta'ala he is the oft yani uh, acceptor of repentance he is the one who is oft merciful to the believers so we know how easy it is for the tongue to get into trouble the tongue it moves with such ease with such ease and fluidity the sun the, the, the tongue it moves so easily easily gets you in trouble easily gets you hurt easily it gets you destroyed so with that being the case no one understand that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is the one who oft accepts repentance so repent unto Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala he is the one who is merciful merciful to the to the believers so beg Allah for his mercy there is no doubt about it that backbiting is from the major sins the major sins do you want another example another example from the text where backbiting has been associated with another with another major sin so as to show you the the repugnant nature of backbiting the prophet sallallahu alaihi wasallam he said what riba an interest an interest naam riba usury interest this is what is it halal or is it haram interest usury riba is it halal or is it haram oh it's haram طيب. is it a little sin or is it a major sin it is a major sin طيب. the prophet sallallahu alaihi wasallam he said riba that riba is seven is 72 parts 72 levels if you want to say another way 72 degrees if you want to put it in another way naam adanaha the smallest of it the least severe listen the least 
severe of interest. So I want you to think about this now. All these people that's yeah, they trying to make excuses. You know, I, I got to get a credit card. You know, my excuses. I have to. I have to get a, a house on a, on a, on a mortgage. Want to make excuses? Oh, I have to uh, get a, a a car on a bank note. Want to make excuses? I have to take this loan, uh, a student loan or a small business loan or whatever the case is. Want to make excuses? Yeah, that 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 that, that you need to to, to to go down to the bank and to take a loan to get a loan from the bank and to pay back whatever it is from these exorbitant rates of interest. Now. Wait, the smallest portion of interest. What did the, the smallest portion of interest is like? What? What is the smallest portion of interest like? We already saw in the Quran, Allah Subhanahu wa Taala liken interest to what? To cannibalism. Liken interest to cannibalism. Not just cannibalism of some random stranger, but a cannibalism of your brother. Of your brother, one who you know, you know well, to eat their dead flesh. How detestable is that? You understand? How detestable is that? Like, the Prophet Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam, he said, Adanaha, the least severe of it, or the, the lowest, the lowest category and degree of interest is what? Mithu ityan arrajul ummah. It's like a man having sex with his mother is incest but not just incest with anybody not just any not not just incest with any family member but a person having sexual relations with their own mother do you understand that how detestable is that now a person is saying well how bad is it to get a car note how bad is it to have sex with your mother how bad is it to have intercourse with your mother very bad, is it not? The Prophet wasallam said the lowest form of interest is like that. You understand? So again, zina, fornication, fornication is haram. But is it a little sin or is it a big sin? Oh, it's a big sin. Okay. The Prophet wasallam he likened, he likened, yani, uh, 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 the lowest level of interest to Zina having sex with one's mother. Okay, that's the lowest level. And the most worst type of riba, the most worst type of riba, what's that like? The worst type of riba is what? Istitalatul rajul fi it is an individual going to far depths and bounds as relates to the honor of his brother. Is that an individual? They speak excessively and extensively verbally violate the honor of their brother or sister. Now, this is what the worst type of riba is like. But riba has been... Likened to what? To intercourse. Reba Majorson, intercourse. I mean, excuse me, not intercourse. Fornication has been likened to fornication. Intercourse with one's mother. So, Reba Majorson, Zina Majorson. And then now, what else has been likened here? Reba. Backbiting Majorson. 
the worst type of interest is that an individual extensively violates violates the honor of their brothers and their sisters by backbiting them. Sheikh El Sheikh Raslani mentions فَأَقَلُّ دَرَجَةً فِي الرِّبَا وَهِيَ أَعْلَى دَرَجَةً فِي الزِّنَا Just so we can understand the repugnant nature and the severity of interest is that the least level of interest is the top level of fornication. The least level of interest is the worst type of fornication. Put it in other ways. The least level and degree and category of interest is the worst type of fornication. And that is that an individual has sex with their mother. Now, but and the greatest level and degree of interest is that a person violates yani yani is 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 is, is like the violation of a muslim's honor to backbite a muslim to slander a muslim so on and so forth the worst type the worst type the worst level of interest is like that so now when we look at that if that's the worst type then this is the, then what do we understand from this now what that inch, that 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 riba, that backbiting, and that yani uh, violating the honor of the Muslim is worse than what was aforementioned. It's very serious. It's not little serious. It's very serious. An individual has to know and has to understand that this is extremely serious. Another point which shows that. Riba is a major sin is that when we go to the definition of a major sin it is from the definition are those sins that have linked to it either a legal punishment in the dunya mention of punishment in the hereafter or that an individual they will incur the raft or yani and the 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 curse of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala for doing said sin. So if a sin comes and it fits the bill where there's threat of punishment in the hereafter or there's threat of punishment here in the dunya or a person will earn the wrath of Allah or the, 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 the curse of Allah will be upon an individual, so on and so forth, then these are signs that that sin is a major sin. It's not a little sin, it's a major sin. It's a major big sin, okay? There comes a hadith and the hadith has been collected by Abu Dawood. An Anas radiyallahu ta'ala anhu qal qal Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam lamma urija bi he said when I was taken up na'am meaning to the yani taken up to the heavens maradutu bi qawmin lahum aghfarun min nuhas he said that I, I came by a people who had nails from copper. They had nails made out of copper. Okay? Let me know copper is what? Is a metal alloy. Okay? Metal alloy. And they were scratching their faces and they were scratching their chests. Do you, do you understand? Like, that, and that's why I mentioned copper is a, metal, is a metal alloy. Okay? So it's what? It's harder. It's more dense. 
than flesh. It's more harder. It's more dense than flesh. And these are nails. Nails made out of it. Where a person will be scratching, tearing and ripping at their face and at their chest, at their breasts. Now, so how horrific is that? I want you to think about this. How horrific is that? The point is, brothers and sisters, while you are fasting, while you are fasting, staying away from food and drink, while you are fasting, staying away from intercourse with your spouse, while you are fasting and you are refraining from eating those good foods, do not dine on the flesh of the people while you are fasting. Do not dine on the flesh of the people while you are fasting. Do not eat the flesh of the people while you are fasting. Let's go back to these people. They're scratching their faces and they're scratching their breasts with these nails of copper. The Prophet ﷺ, he said, فَقُلْتُ مَنْ يَا جِبْرِيلِ He said, so I said, oh Jibreel, who are these people? Who are they? فَقَالَ So Jibreel عليه السلام, he said, these are the people who eat the flesh of the people. These are the people who eat the flesh of the people. Naam. And these are the people who they infringe upon the honors of the people. These are the ones who they violate people's honor. These are the backbiters. These are the backbiters. These are the ones who, 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 who violate the people's honor. These are the ones who, who violate and tarnish people's reputation unjustifiably. These are the people who are reckless with regards to their tongues as relates to the Muslims. These are them. This is what awaits them. This is what they are going to get. Now, is this a piece of pleasure of the hereafter? Is this a, a bounty? From the bounties of the hereafter, or is this a piece of punishment? Or is this a piece of punishment? It's a piece of punishment that they'll be scratching their faces, ripping their faces and their chests with nails of copper. So this is another indication which highlights that backbiting is a major sin. That backbiting is a major sin. So it is incumbent that while we are fasting, we stay away from everything backbiting. We stay away from backbiting in every which shape and form, especially while we're fasting. Because when we're fasting, we're trying to we're trying to do that which Allah loves, that which Allah is pleased with. We're trying to do that which will gain us benefits. And we have to know that the tongue is very dangerous. And if the tongue is left unchecked, if the tongue is left to flop around recklessly, then we can ultimately destroy ourselves. But if the tongue is kept in check, if the tongue is governed by the book in the sunnah, then we can gain a lot of good for ourselves. The Prophet sallallahu alayhi said in hadith that come in Bukhari, the Prophet sallallahu alayhi said, in al abd, that verily a slave, verily a slave, bi kalimatin min 
that they may speak a, 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 a word that Allah is pleased with. Yeah, they will speak a word that Allah is pleased with. They will not even give much attention to it. They will say something that 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 Allah is pleased with, and they may they themselves may not even pay it much mind. Allah will raise them levels. He will raise them levels. Wayne fil Jannah. Allah will raise them levels in Jannah. Naam. If they what? If they're using their tongue in a good way. They're using their tongue in a way that is pleasing unto Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. They will say a kalima, they will say a word, they will say a statement. They themselves may not even understand how good it is, and Allah will raise them ranks and gender due to it. And on the flip side, verily a slave. They will say a statement from that which is yani, uh, uh, Allah is angry with, that Allah is not pleased with it. That Allah is angry with statements and, 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 uh, like this. Naam. And they don't even pay it much attention. They don't even pay it much mind. And thus, he or she will be plunged down levels in the hellfire due to that statement. They'll be plunged levels in the hellfire due to that statement. Do you understand? And it comes a, there comes a, another yani, uh, 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 narration where the Prophet wasallam he mentioned that a person will say a statement from those statements that Allah is angry with and the anger of Allah will be upon that person until they meet him. Naam. Yani, the anger of the person alayhi biha it will be upon him due to that statement. It will be upon that person, the anger of Allah, until he meets Allah. So the anger of Allah will remain upon that person until he meets Allah. Why? Because of that reckless statement. So it is incumbent, it is incumbent that while fasting, we have to make sure that we utilize our tongues to recite the Quran, to make dhikr, to call to good, to forbid evil, to say words that are good, that that bring happiness and joy to the believers and those surrounding us. Yani from the good words that we speak with that which Allah is pleased with, that we utilize the principle. As the Prophet wasallam, he said, من كان يؤمن بالله واليوم الآخر فليقول خيرا أو ليصمت. That whoever believes in Allah and in the last day, then let him speak good or be quiet. As Allah Taala, أن يوفقني وإياكم لما يحبه ويرضى وأن ينفعنا بما سمعنا. وأن يجعله حجة لنا ولا علينا. We ask that Allah subhanahu wa taala that He gives me and you the success in doing that in which He loves and that in which He is pleased with, and that Allah subhanahu wa taala He makes that in which we have heard a proof for us and not against us, and that He benefits us from what we have heard. And that he makes makes it a proof for us and not against us.
وأن يجعلني وإياكم مباركا حيث ما كنا وأن يجعلنا ممن إذا أعطي شكر وضبطلي صبر وإذا أذنب استغفر فإن هؤلاء ثلاث عنوان السعادة هذا فنكتفي بهذا القدر وسلم على نبينا محمد وعلى آله وصحبه أجمعين وجزاكم الله خيرا إلى اللقاء استودعكم الله والسلام عليكم ورحمة الله وبركاته